Taste it. Hey, what's on your plate? Is it good? Is it great? Come on, don't hesitate. Sit on down with the Ambuja food aid. When you're cooking at home, wanna set the right tone? Just pick up the phone. Sit on down with the Ambuja food aid. St. Paul, Twin Cities, and the surrounding areas. <laughs> this is Wesley Wright, your Unbougie Foodie. Thank you so much for tuning in today. It's a balmy Saturday, and I'm telling you, I am not ready for, I'm prepared, but I'm not ready for the winter <laughs> or for the fall. Let me just put it that way. We had our first frost last night, and well, <laughs> anyway. I'm glad that you have taken the opportunity to sit down with me this morning, this wonderful Saturday, just to listen to some subjects and topics about food. So as always, I am here every Saturday. Okay, almost every Saturday, because as you know, I was not here last week, Saturday, a little excursion, and I'll talk about that briefly. But right now, I want to thank you so much for being here uh, with me. Um, you can definitely listen to the show every Saturday at 10 a.m. live here right on WEQY 104.7 FM. And always making sure that you have downloaded to your phones or mobile devices the TuneIn app. The TuneIn app gives you an opportunity to also listen to a show live like mine right now <laughs> or you can listen online at www.tunein.com so t-u-n-e-i-n.com so that's for our internet users um, you have the opportunity to listen to these shows again as mine wherever you are <laughs> if, if you have internet and you can get the TuneIn app or a TuneIn yeah nationwide worldwide <laughs> okay i'm sorry uh it really does feel um good to be back um i i did i think everyone needs a break and not that i needed a break from you know the, my show um yeah it was nice to go and experience um food in another city I kind of I went down to Red Wing so if you saw my Facebook page um, specifically under the Ambuji Foodie um, you would have seen that I was on the train on Amtrak and I from when I was much younger much younger um, I think my love of trains started way back when and it was I. It was just an opportunity, really, a very inexpensive opportunity, to go down to a different city, a nearby city, if you would, on what an hour ride on the train, 
um, and ex again experience you know some other restaurants and just some little eats uh, I would definitely encourage anyone that if you you may not have enough to take a full-on vacation but maybe a weekend trip uh, especially on the train I mean no matter how whatever mode of transportation you're actually going um, take that time that opportunity to you know, go to another city or experience food or some type of cuisine in another city and that's what I did and even though it was not like it an extreme drastic change it was just nice to be able to go to a new city and have something different uh, and I love going to cities like this one on Red Wing specifically where it's a, like a diner uh, it was uh, it was called it I think it was Bev's Cafe was the first place that we went to it was just the coolest thing you know where you're like it really seemed like everybody knew knows your name there it was kind of it was kind of odd um actually but it was it was really really great um it just yeah it was uh definitely one for you know just sitting back and relaxing and having a, a cafe breakfast uh, from there, for some friends and I, we went on a little bit further of an excursion. Uh, we went to a place called Flower Valley uh, Vineyards or um, for a wine tasting. I'll just put it out there. <laughs> we went for a wine tasting and it, it's it was a really great place to go to. And I keep saying I say stuff like that, not so much really to entice you to go. It was just someplace new uh, and exciting and, and different. Uh, and, you know, I'm always going to be encouraging to go to someplace new or um, that you've never gone to or taste a cuisine that you've never tasted before. Open, open your minds <laughs> and let your palate be surprised by the um, tastes and flavors that you would actually experience. Um, it was really inexpensive too i mean honestly i i would definitely do it again i would take anybody that wants to go or okay well i can't say i would take but i would could definitely give you information on where these places are located and so forth so that you could also experience them as well but um enough about that those experience that experience from last week uh, again it was just an opportunity to um, experience something um, different in a different city. But I am back and we are talking about foods and food issues within the Twin Cities. You know, and there's one, if you're not familiar, especially if you're on the east side, that I, I really feel that I got to talk about. And I hope if you have an opinion or thoughts or comments about this please feel free to call in and share those as well the telephone number here at the radio station to call into the show is 651-200-3479 again that is 651-200-3479 um it is about the closing of cub on arcade uh on the east side and as you know, I've talked about food deserts or 
<laughs> the new terminology that I have been leaning towards is food apartheid or just places or uh, various areas of a city or a community or a neighborhood where it seems like food is not being made available to individuals within that community um, whether unfortunately it means taking away a major grocery store uh, like cub on arcade and you know i totally understand about or maybe i don't understand about the politics or you know the business aspect and so forth but i there is no other uh, like real close community grocery store if you would I, and that is not a knock definitely on mississippi um, market um, which is um, right here you know on 7th um, down the street from the radio station but still you know that was like an integral a staple if you would or place where people definitely if you didn't have a vehicle sometimes you could probably catch the bus and go there and at least get some you know your a few things and take it home with you if you're walking I've seen people on their bicycles and so forth. So they've used some mode of transportation to actually get to the grocery store. And again, I'm bringing all of this up because once again, here we have a situation where there are families that most likely relied on that being so close to them or accessible enough that they wouldn't have to worry about now, man, we have to get on whatever. <laughs> And go to um, for somewhere further out to get, you know, basic needs, um, basic food needs. That is, so fruits, vegetables, and etc. And you know, there are some little markets that are nearby, but they don't provide you with all of the maybe fruits and vegetables that you need to actually feed your family uh, from a healthy standpoint. So. Honestly, if you have any type of viewpoint or comment about that, I would love to hear that and maybe have a conversation because it's like, what do you do now? Um, you, you, there are there are food shelves that are in the local area as well. Um, if you're in need, and uh, definitely if you'd like, uh, feel free to reach out to me, um, you know, by email if you would at theunbougiefoodie at gmail .com. Or if you'd like to leave a message on my Facebook page um, and at the Unbougie Foodie, feel free to do that. And, you know, I'll definitely respond and get back to you with any type of uh, suggestions or maybe recommendations on if there is a family or a person that you feel that you know that is in need of some type of groceries or whatever. Um, and that they're in the community we will definitely get some type of resources to them so that they have that uh, and you know, nobody wants to have families or even their neighbors um, go hungry. I would think that would be the case. I hope that is. Um, but yeah, it, it. I guess it just kind of bothers me because, you know, now what do people do? It, it, there have been comments on various pages about the east side and the grocery store there and whatnot but 
I, I really think if you're not living on the east side, so many different opinions can be said about, oh, well, the grocery store was this or the grocery store was that or the individuals that were there. What You don't know what someone's experience or life experience might actually be, you know, so if anything, it would be more so of you should be thinking more so of, wow, now how are these people over in that um, that neighborhood or that community going to get the food that they need? Uh, what other options do they have available? Those are the things that come to my mind rather than thinking of the negative. And I hope that that, you know, this is not to chastise anyone or anything, but I feel that it's important to bring that out because uh, it has been a topic that I have mentioned in the past um, about um, you know, having food that is accessible. So uh, again, I would really love to hear community, uh, your viewpoint and or opinions um, about the cub closing uh, on arcade. Yeah, let me know. 651-200-3479. Again, 651-200-3479. I really want to uh, engage the community and talk about that um, a whole lot more. Um, maybe you might be interested in sharing uh, your opinion. Oh, please. So, you know, I am. It's interesting that um, there are some articles that have just been popping up uh, in. Uh, not necessarily my newsfeed, but just uh, as I'm doing research and whatnot. And I came across one that I shared on my Facebook page as well under the Ambuji Foodie, specifically um, entitled, um, and I'm just going to <laughs> say specifically how they have it on the article. White people food is creating an unattainable picture of health. Um, here there's a perception in the black community that you know eating healthy means eating like a person that is not a person of color <laughs> um but it really doesn't have to be that way and there are a number of organizations uh chefs you know in the twin cities that are you know just as an example a great example and i talk about uh, this group or these collective of individuals uh, and many others um, the onyx culinary collective um, they have wonderful chefs that have e that are there in the collective there have been chefs that have um, gone on to do other ventures for themselves that have also been a part of that collective but each one of those folks each one of those um, those chefs as well as the supportive um, staff or and I shouldn't even say supportive staff because as a collective you know there should be or are supposed to be all on a, a, a level playing field and knowing that all of them are working together as a collective uh, for the good of in this case bringing and showing showcasing african-american cuisine uh, that it can actually be you could still have those flavors and tastes and you know have that great wonderful experience of comfort food that you have been used to um you know, maybe 
from years ago or from your grandparents or your parents when they were growing up uh and one specific i'll say was the dish uh and they make it every time and it's just wonderful uh vegan greens or yeah vegan greens and you're thinking okay vegan greens what how does what does that taste like how is that you know how's that so special well if you're familiar with how greens are made um maybe when you were growing up <laughs> uh you're probably used to having some type of um i'll just say ham hocks hog mogs <laughs> ham bacon whatever the case you know some type of pork to add that flavor or that seasoning with the greens itself um and you did they don't do that with this they don't do that with this with this dish and their last pop-up that they have the one that was the finale for the their series their summer series they had customers uh, or followers customers <laughs> that were experiencing this green these greens for the very first time and they're like wow i've never had this before i've heard you know other friends and so forth that have said oh yeah greens you know it's made with this and that and whatever and they're like we're wait this tastes so good and this doesn't have any type of meat or anything in there it's like exactly they have provided an opportunity for folks to still taste those different flavors or or dishes that again comfort food and still be healthy and still be healthy but i go back to that article that i was mentioning that the supposed food <laughs> i don't really like this phrase but white people food <laughs> it's creating an unattainable picture of health you know because so many folks as you read the article if you're interested um you could definitely find it on my facebook page um but if you when you read the article you'll find that there are african-american folks that had been interviewed if you would and realizing that they needed to make some changes in their lives in reference to um, you know their health um maybe well just their health period uh, they wanted to be better with their diet um more nutritious and add some nutritional value to the things that they were uh, eating rather than constantly going with fast food places and whatnot they made a few changes um, and that would be, you know, eating more fruits and vegetables. Sometimes it meant purchasing some items that, you know, not often you would find uh, it within the African-American uh, home <laughs> or cuisine uh, that they would do on a daily basis. Um, chia seed or, and I never pronounce this right, um, acai or goji berries um you know these are these are items that are not often familiar within african-american and maybe not just african-american it could be anyone that might actually be um having any type of issues might be financial 
you never know but oftentimes it is an african-american that is trying to make that change uh, or feeling that hey my doctor has put me on a strict regimen of doing you know different eating differently um and so they've basically feel like they have to be have to forget everything that they've had either growing up or or just have you know that they're used to and in an effect in a way it's basically telling or giving individuals people of color the idea that basically what you've eaten in the past it really doesn't matter it no longer is what is the norm or what is considered acceptable um and you know this article just really goes into that and even though it touches on areas of the reasons why it's important to make these changes uh, for your health, the diet, um, the different types of items that you want to incorporate in your cuisine or your diets so that you can get to that healthy weight or so that your joints are not aching and inflamed and so forth. Um, it, you know, it, it, it just focuses on also that not many African-Americans have the opportunity to purchase some of these items that seem to be on the list of things that will be acceptable to help you get down to a healthy weight or to be in a diet that will allow you to, you know, improve your life. Uh, And even though, as it states that, you know, African-Americans, they face a a higher risk of diabetes than um, non, um, you know, people of color or white Americans, uh, specifically for type two diabetes, it really is much higher for those that are people that are black or people of color, um, even high blood pressure and, you know, obesity in African Americans are one and a half times more than those of you know a, a white adult or you know a person a non-person of color so but again it it really is up to you to make the the determination yourself you don't have to feel that all of the foods that you have grown up with have to be just as they say thrown out the window um make modifications to them and you know start to follow maybe some um some chefs um even online you know you might even see some you know following me uh you know on the unbuji foodie page you know there will be some that you'll find um that are making cuisines that are much more health conscious or plant-based that is and even though i'm going to it's not a fad it really is something that you can see folks are really focusing on but that plant-based lifestyle eating more much more fruits and vegetables and really minimizing uh, their uh, intake of meats uh, whether it be beef or chicken um, you know even some fish or seafood Um, people are really seeing the need to actually make that change and you don't have to, you know, this really just goes in line with what I always say at the end of my, uh, at the end of my show, you really don't have to have people tell you what type of foodie you are. Um, 
because it, it's about the food it is about the food you can make it a be about the food itself we know that food such as what we refer to as soul food is a comfort food it was you, you know during a time of difficulty and, and whatnot so perhaps the different dishes that we had are what was available or what was of necessity at that particular time but now if you have that opportunity to focus more on okay we could take this out of that dish and maybe add some other type of seasoning and it would be a lot less unhealthy um and, and you know actually you would not even really know the difference <laughs> so you know i have some great suggestions i really encourage you to read that article all the way through it's a little bit lengthy but still um i think you'll find it really very very interesting um it, it it's it talks about there's a family of course that he is the i believe it's the husband or the father uh, married uh, two children uh, and he works at Walmart so his income is not one that is hugely large and most likely it is probably you know both he and his wife that's working but again the person that was being interviewed you can't afford some of the things that are I'll just say <laughs> probably not at Whole Foods or Trader Joe's or sometimes at um, you know Mississippi Market so you want to use the things that are available and more accessible especially if you're a low-income family to have that opportunity to buy those fruits and vegetables make some those healthier changes or, or choices um, don't feel like you have to go to um, higher price point to or pay a higher price point to eat healthier um, your food matters your food matters your food matters you know your culture what you make and this is not just I'm not just saying this to the African-American community it is every community it's there's no I'll say it's non-denominational the statement uh, not non-denominational I'm sorry <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I'm sorry it is wide open to everyone of any ethnic not even ethnic see I shouldn't be using that word any nationality no, no matter what I'll just white brown black whatever color and nationality you are your food matters your food matters so there should never be anyone telling you oh your food is unhealthy um that's why you are this way or you know you have to make that determination but again it is up to you to find also ways so that you can have those fruits and vegetables um, and incorporate them more in your life and have a healthier diet so just yeah i encourage you to read read the article it's a lot to talk about they give some examples of uh, individuals that are across the country that are also doing things um, you know specifically plant-based but there are a number of chefs here within the twin cities that are also doing that and i think of um, 
individuals such as uh, Lachelle Cunningham, uh, Jametta Raspberry, uh, Chef DeMarco Cavill, um, even food writers that are also chefs as well, uh, Mecca Boss, um, so many, many others, the uh, chefs at uh, Onyx Culinary Collective. I, again, really encourage you to check out these these individuals because they are still providing you with that flavorful, tasty cuisine that you desire and that you want. And sometimes that you will remember from back in the day when they were being made and created in your family's home. So good. Uh, very creative in what they're doing with uh, these different types of cuisines and with them understanding too that things change or people's tastes change check them out and I'm just giving them props so it's not like hey can you give me a shout out nah it's because I really have had the opportunity to experience the different types of foods that they have uh, made or have had them either on the show and they talked about the different um, items that they would like to make and how they would like to incorporate uh, more plant-based items and offer uh, healthy options for those of the community so those are just things that i uh, you know i have to encourage <laughs> encourage you to do just encouraging that's all <laughs> oh gosh the, i am really excited about all these different uh, restaurants that have been opening up. Um, I just talked about DeMarco Cavill, uh, Mama's Kitchen. And I don't know if you know, um, hmm, Mama's Kitchen, I believe, I, I want to give you the, make sure that I have the address correct for you because, um, yeah, it is 1058 Maryland Avenue East. And it just recently opened up and there was a soft opening. I think it was last week, if I'm not mistaken. Definitely a soft opening, admittedly. And I promised him that I'm going to go. I, I am. But there have been some changes, you know, getting a new job and things like that. So I will get over there tomorrow. I promise you. <laughs> but uh, from what I'm hearing, uh you know, with the soft opening, you know, people are getting used to creating the, the different dishes and the cuisines. He's getting so much support. I mean, um, the community just in general is um, showing up. Uh, and when you're looking at the the menu and finding out what they have available um, on the menu, uh Gosh, it's mouthwatering, actually. And again, I'm not just saying that because it was on the show twice, <laughs> but more so encouraging you to go out and support those within the community. It is one of the newer restaurants that have opened and he has uh, he as the co-owner and executive chef, they have plans to open another, if you would, um, location this one would be the second location will be more of a sit down and uh, if you're familiar with the downtown area specifically on 6th and Hennepin there was there's a building that 
is, I guess, currently in transition. Uh, yeah, Mama's Kitchen is actually going to be in downtown Minneapolis as well. And, you know, I'm not really talking information that's not out there already. It's just that, you know, that is still in the works. But here at 1058 Maryland, it is it is available. Uh, and although it is more the uh, location, 1058 Maryland Avenue East is more of a, a takeout and not really a sit down. Um, people are giving it really great reviews and uh, it's being very supportive. If you want to find out more information on that, I would encourage you to uh, go to Mama's Kitchen MN Minnesota.com and find out more about um, Chef DeMarco uh, and just the restaurant itself. Uh, <laughs> on the website specifically, you know, it says let's eat. I love that part. Um, but it gives you a uh, you could see the actual menu of the items that are available. And I've mentioned this you know, definitely before, but um, you know, there are soups, um, certain specials that they have available, combos that are available. So um, definitely feel free to go and check it out. Uh, and like I said, I've talked about it before on the show, but I'll be happy to put that up on the Unbougie Foodie just in case um, you're interested and you want to find out more. Um, information as well okay funky grits long time in the works longing to go did an interview uh, with both the uh, co-owners um, you know the business as well the business lead as well as the lead or head chef um, Jordan Carlson and um, Jared uh, Brewington. Jared, of course, is he says he is more the business, <laughs> but he says he cooks, too. So that's a good thing. But um, Jordan Carlson actually actually is the uh, head chef. Uh, they are in the Powderhorn um, neighborhood and Funky Grits is located at 805 East 38th Street. Um, it's been a long-awaited uh, restaurant, and you know he mentioned that you know they described it at one time it was a pop-up that was long in the making, in the works. Finally, decided that they wanted to do uh, you know have a brick and mortar. Um, they had much success at the um, Super Bowl. You know we had the Super Bowl here this year. And they were also involved or invited to actually showcase a, a number of their um, dishes and cuisines that they have available and were very successful. So from that um, point onward, they started to progress and finally, you know, have come up with, you know, the menu, um, different items, sandwiches, a vegan burger. They even have a kid's menu as well. Uh and if you like dessert, they got pecan pie. And and don't don't fight me if I say pecan or pecan. Either one. <laughs> whichever is the correct one. Whichever you'd like. Uh, but if you're interested, you could definitely visit www.funkygrits.com. Um, that 
again, is an opportunity for you to have some really great comfort food uh, that is, you know, really is in the Twin Cities area. So, uh, yeah, why not check them out? There's here's one that I am not familiar with and I did not know. And, you know, it's uh, I suppose it's, I would say that it's new or fairly new um, Centro and I, I will tell you where it's located. But again, I'm not familiar with it. And it's one that I think I'm, uh, I may not have mentioned, but they're lo they are located at 1414 uh, Quincy Street Northeast. That's Minneapolis, Minnesota 55413. And it basically is, it's described as being a casual restaurant, um, Mayan fine dining. The chef Jose um, Alacron, um, the taco types that he has available are nopales, um, carnitas, beef cheek. You know, that would be if you're interested, you know, don't be scared by the by the by the name. I love saying it though. Cachete. <laughs> Cachete. And a whole lot more. And because it's so new, I am going to I think I'm going to go to the Facebook page right now. Um, gosh, I think someone I just saw this on someone else's page as well. I am so this is interesting. It's very interesting. Very, I love it. Uh, it is, but uh, it's called specifically Popol Vuh uh, and Centro. So Centro at Popol Vuh, and I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. They're on their menu, and gosh, I love their. Their, uh, their website. <laughs> um, their hours are and uh, hours Sunday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 12 a.m. Friday and Saturday, 11 a.m. to 1 a.m. So, uh, I think that the uh, I was gonna say email address. The website um, is. I'm just gonna spell it. I'm gonna say it first, but I'm gonna spell it. It is. Uh, popolvumpls.com forward slash centro but when you actually go to just popolvumpls um, you'll see centro on there as well but it is spelled p-o-p-o-l-v u-h-m-p-l-s minneapolis dot com forward slash centro c-e-n-t-r-o uh, and you're I'm looking at the, you know, the, the, the menu. Um, they've got, <laughs> I love this word too. I don't, I, there's just something about it, but it's the, it's really what's associated with it. Uh, the different tacos that are available. There's tinga, which is a chipotle tomato um, ch chicken uh, or chicken that's kind of like marinated in a ch chipotle tomato sauce um, uh, along with crema and queso. Um, here another one uh, carnitas el adobo which is pork shoulder grilled pineapple and salsa verde um yeah see what did i say beef cheek it's cachetes 
<laughs> braised beef cheeks, uh, salsa roja, uh, cilantro, and then um, onions. And of course, there is fish tacos. The the list kind of goes a, a little bit on. Um, I could definitely tell you a little bit more on that, but you can check it out for yourself as well. So if you visit there, that website that I told you, polpovmpls.com, <laughs> uh, you will be able to see all the other items that are also on there. And yeah, I yeah, they had got ceviche on their menu. So, uh, yeah, love it. I've got other things too. check it out. I really would encourage you. And they even have a brunch, which, you know, I think my friend um, Nicole Fortuno, uh, I think we need to go there and we need to do a brunch <laughs> i'm just saying if you're listening out there <laughs> please uh yeah we need to plan that so and anybody else is also welcome to come if you like to go to brunch or something like that hey let me know i would love to come and just hang out <laughs> we could go to new places and yeah this seems like one that i really need to go to and um yummy talk about uh tacos and there's more to that website, too, because it's tacos and oysters uh, specifically. So, yeah, that's going to have to be on the list. Centro. <laughs> Again, thanks so much for tuning in. I have one or two other places that I really want to talk about. Or uh, Actually, it is uh, an event or a couple of events that I want to mention. But, you know, there are still one or two places that I want to uh, mention, which I... This is very, very, very new to me. Um, I've not had Burmese cuisine before. And apparently in the St. Paul, Payne and Fallon neighborhood, um, it's, I guess, it, I, I'm gonna, I, I, I'm embarrassed that I'm probably gonna pronounce this incorrectly. Irad, um, Iradi, I think, I think. <laughs> anyway, it is it is spelled I R R A W A D D Y. Sorry, it's Burmese cuisine, but it is apparently the only um, place around that you might be able to find some type of Burmese um, cuisine or or fare. They are, again, located in the Payne-Fallon area. Specifically, um, the address is 1377 Arcade Street in St. Paul. Um, yeah, there's an article specifically on it. I'm using the word specifically too much. <laughs> but the different types of items that are on the menu, and they're describing it as flavors of Burmese and uh, Karen cuisine or I, I believe that's the correct pronunciation someone you know let me know if I'm not pronouncing that correctly because uh, anyway I'm quite sure that you'll be very pleased to find out that you know, there is that type of uh 
new type of cuisine that's in the area. And honestly, this was a, you know, an article basically that I found that came out last month. So here we are probably a month and a half, maybe since it opened. So I'm a little late in the game, admittedly, but not being familiar with Burmese um, cuisine, uh, I, it's intriguing, you know, and it talks about, uh, you know, some type of connection with the Hmong community, uh, as well as it's an overwhelming uh, influence of, of Asia, as well as Thailand. So I would encourage you to check it out. Again, it's, you know, this show is always going to be talking about new places within the community in the Twin Cities uh, neighborhoods and why not this one <laughs> I'm already seeing crispy okra hmm, so that uh, sounds good to me and then what spicy shrimp chutney hmm these sound very interesting and very intriguing I feel like I need to go there and I'm, I, I'm a picture person I need to post these things uh, yeah I think people are really coming to the understanding that on the east side in St. Paul, yeah, don't play around. This has some really great places to eat. So if you're ever thinking about coming out, uh, yeah, you, yeah, you really need to be on it and do it quick with a quickness because, uh, not, we're, not that we're going to get all bougie over here because, you know, that's left for the Minneapolis side. <laughs> that that was a little bit of shade. Sorry. But, um, yeah, definitely you know, check that out. Again, that address is 1377 Arcade Street in St. Paul. Uh, if anybody goes there before I do, please let me know what it's like. I'm just one individual. I'm a guy that loves food, but I can't be everywhere. <laughs> So you got to help me out. You got to tell me. That's why, again, I encourage you uh, definitely call into the radio station or, you know, to the show. If it's not this week, any other time, uh, you know, share your adventure, your places that you've actually had the opportunity to go to and experience um, might be someplace new that I may not have gone to, but I would love to go there maybe with you. You never know. It could happen. <laughs> you, you, like I said, you never know. But it, here at the radio station, it is 651-200-3479. Um, again, 651-200-3479. Let me, you know, I have, I've talked, I've been referencing Facebook and so forth. Let me just mention about, you know, social media. I am on social media and thankful if you all are following me. Um, but if you just putting it out there for anyone that might be interested in finding out a little bit more about myself as the unbougie foodie and maybe places that I've gone to definitely visit the Facebook page, the unbougie foodie. Um, also there is Instagram. Like I said, I mentioned, I like to take pictures of food. So, uh, yeah, Ir Iradi, I believe bird, the Burmese cuisine place. Yeah, I feel like I need to go there and probably experience something and then take photos of it and share it with you. But you'll see that on Instagram. So that Instagram would be the underscore unbougie foodie. Twitter is at unbougie foodie. 
but then you know i invite you also to visit uh, my website which is www.theunbougiefoodie.com again you'll see uh, articles that i've written for a community newspaper and uh, my shows are recorded uh, so if you perhaps you came a little bit later catching the last end of it or something like that that's understandable i make it available for you to listen to later on at the convenient at your convenient time so it is available and archived so if you want to hear past shows you have that opportunity to do that um you know it's available on soundcloud but again by visiting my website again the www.theunbougiefoodie.com you'll be able to listen to past uh, recordings as well so social media is out the way thank you very much uh, I really want to um, thank listening audience that is listening across uh, the internet, um, specifically, you know, TuneIn.com, uh, and you know, also possibly use li- utilizing uh, the TuneIn app. You know, specifically, app on your phone. Sometimes you could drive around in your car and put it, you know, Bluetooth connected to your phone i mean to your car and listen to it as though it were i mean it is coming through the radio or whatever but it's like you don't have access to it on your radio dial because maybe you're not local to the radio station that's fine you could still listen and that gives you an opportunity to engage i love having conversations about food and so forth so if you are interested um Check the check out those websites, um, TuneIn.com, um, where again you can listen to shows live or uh, download the TuneIn app on your phone or any of your mobile devices. That will give you an opportunity to definitely follow up uh, with me, Young Bougie Foodie, <laughs> wherever <laughs> you are, nationwide, <laughs> worldwide too. Um, gosh, okay, so. I, I'm, I'm going to share something uh, which I'm really excited to share. And this is, there's going to be a show at the Guthrie called Hot Funky Butt Jazz. And it's going to be put on, and I'll, I'm going to make a connection with food in just a minute, but I, I'm tooting my own little horn right now. But Hot Funky Butt Jazz at the Guthrie. Um Go to the Guthrie website and you'll find out so much more about this production. The organization um, that is associated with it or that is putting on this production is a wonderful organization. It's called Interact Center for the Performing and uh, Visual Arts. Um, And let me rephrase that. Interact Center for the Visual and Performing Arts. I want to make that correction. Got to get these names correct. Um, they are putting on this wonderful um, uh, play production. Uh, if you've never had an opportunity to uh, maybe experience the theatrical arts at some place like the Guthrie, um, have why not have an opportunity? Um, go out and enjoy your evening. But there are opportunities uh, for you to have a really great meal nearby. A number of different restaurants that um, are walking distance uh, but I'm gearing towards kind of like giving you 
the organization is gearing towards giving you a sneak peek of what's to be expected. So if you have never, uh, maybe if you love jazz, I'll say, and you want to you know, experience maybe a little bit of New Orleans and uh, some food, some specifically some cuisine that has like uh, that New Orleans or Bayou flavor uh, or menu, uh, there is what's referred to as a super jam that's going to be happening at Northern Works, uh, Northern Coffee Works. You get it right, Wesley. Northern Coffee Works. Northern Coffee Works is located at 1027 South Washington Avenue. That's Minneapolis, Minnesota. A um, lot of street parking. It's going to be a really, really good show. Um, again, it's for uh, it's a sneak peek of what's to come at Hot Funky Butt Jazz. That's going to be at the Guthrie. That show is going to be November 2nd through the 18th of the month of November. Um, definitely go to interactcenter.org to find out a whole lot more information. Um, but I will say that, uh, yeah, uh, I'll list off a number of the musicians that are actually going to be there. And I'll mention specifically one. Um, the vocalist... Her name is Zena Moses. She's coming. These artists are coming all the way from New Orleans uh, to support this, the you know, interact organization and participate in uh, this production. Um, Matthew Trice, uh, Trenon, I believe, no, it's Trenon um, Graham, uh, Abibi Stafford, and again, these musicians, and also Jeremy Phipps. Um, and not to take away anything from any of the others. Uh, honestly, I'm not very familiar with the others uh, or I know of this gentleman, Jeremy Phipps. Jeremy Phipps, um, if you are familiar with Solange Knowles, uh, Jeremy Phipps is one of her musicians. So along with these other fantastic musicians that are going to be participating and a part of this production. Yeah, we got some really great talent. Vocalists, man, I'm telling you. But more than anything, it's the food that I'm telling you about. Uh, this is going to give you an opportunity to enjoy some really great food, especially if you love jazz. This is about, the story itself is going to, is about jazz and how it basically developed within um, New Orleans and specifically they call it the red light district of New Orleans uh, an area that they used to call Storyville check it out look it up um, there's a lot of history behind that and real life history um, that's not fictional <laughs> that's not something that's just you know oh yeah here's no check it out this is on Saturday, October 13th. Once again, I encourage you to visit uh, interactcenter.org and check on the events. You will actually see this. Um, I'm looking forward to having some of that New Orleans Bayou type of uh, items that are going to be on their menu that they're going to make available. I'm really excited about that. There is going to be other another kind of similar um event to that as well you just gotta listen to the show i want to share it but i can't right now Ooh. anyway i really want to 
I really just kind of want to encourage you to, to check out and just have an opportunity to stop by Northern Coffee Works. Once again, that address is 1027 South Washington Avenue, uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Yeah, it's going to be giving you an opportunity to check out as a sneak peek the super jam the music the food this is going to be a a really fun night and even if you just hey come to this uh to get you started yeah you'll find yourself wanting to come to the actual actual production i assure you of it the music uh emotionally charged Uh, It will definitely move you to want to find out more about not only about uh, jazz, if you're not familiar with it, but then the individuals that was behind the scenes and actually created this 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 music, you know, music that was unfortunately not truly accepted by everyone at that time. It was during the time of Jim Crow. So many of these uh, uh, individuals were. personalities were people of color and African Americans are just as you know you don't know it's not tooting any horn very creative uh, utilizing just a, a massive amount of creativity when it comes to different types and understanding you know music and how it needs to change and how people are pre- it's emotional it really is Oh, gosh, there's so much more I want to tell you about it. But I assure you, I will let that happen as, you know, the time comes more and more. So just stick around and just know that I am here every Saturday at 10 a.m. I will be back next week. I assure you. (laughs) But please, I want to again say thank you for tuning in to the Unbougie Foodie. Um. Make sure that you're following me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, more information about you know these other restaurants and so forth um, that's associated with this uh, hot fucking butt jazz. Yeah, uh, I think you're gonna be really surprised and pleased. But as I end every show, I want to encourage you never to let anyone tell you what type of foodie to be because really. It is all about the food. Until next time, peace. Sit on down with the Ambuja Foodie.